What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Lifted Warrior Podcast. It's your host, Cam. What's up, man? How was y'all week? How y'all been, man? This past week has been good. It's been busy. It's been really kind of all over the place for me. Um, But we're here. We're living. We're growing. We're progressing. Um, Last week, we talked about rejection and what it comes to do and how it comes to stifle us. Um, I really pray that you guys were able to get something from that. If you haven't listened to it, please stop this episode, go back, listen to that, then come back over here. Um, but if you did, man, I hope you enjoyed it. Hope it was something that you were able to take with you and continue to grow as a person, as a being, as someone who is trying to live their life submitted to Christ, right? This week, we're going to be talking about disappointment. And this one's a hard one for me because I really personally just came from a season where I had to really deal with some disappointments in my life. It was hard. It was hard to really take some time to go through these emotions that I was feeling and understand what caused it, understand where it was coming from, and to be able to get myself in a more healthy place after after realizing it. So what we're going to do this episode, man, I'm going to briefly talk about some different things that I did or, you know, just what the season that I just went through dealing with disappointment. I'm going to go through a couple of different stories in the Bible about how, you know, you can overcome it, what disappointment comes to do, and then give you some tips to apply to overcome this thing, right? It's going to be really quick. But first thing first, let's first define what disappointment is. So it's a sadness or a displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. So disappointment comes in when you were hoping for one thing, you were expecting something, and it what you got just didn't quite meet that hope or that expectation. And again, just speaking for myself, man, me and my wife have been looking to purchase a home, you know, for the betterment of the last four years now. And the first time that we did it, Let's start back at square one so you can understand it, right? The first thing that happened is we go to this place. We're just looking, and they're like, hey, let's just see where we are. So, you know, after some thinking about it, I let them take a look. They're like, looking at everything, we should be able to get you guys into the home. So we start moving through this process. Meantime, my hopes are just getting up and up and up and up because I'm like, oh, this is a finna happen. And I'm seeing God's hand move and orchestrate some things for us. And I'm like, okay, cool. This is about to be something great for me and my family. And right up to it, I really like right up to it. They realize, hey, something is going on here. We're not going to be able to do it. And that was just a huge blow for me It to the point where I was like, man, all right, cool. It's not going to work. I didn't even really want to deal with it much more after that. I just wanted to continue to work on my credit, get it where it needs to be into a really, really good place to where I wouldn't get denied again. Right. Long story short, you know, some things happen with where we were staying and we're looking for another place to live. And in doing that, I, you know, start to get my hopes up again because, um, you know, I'm in the process again. And, you know, you know, if, I'm one of those people where when I start to do things, I put my full self into it. And so I'm getting my hopes up. I'm getting excited about it again. Da, 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 da. I finally get a bank that will approve us, but the approval amount is not enough for where we want to stay. Like the, the amount that they approved us for, we'll have to live out way like in the country. And I work in the city, so that's just not going to work for us. And it was, a, again, another huge blow. And like to the point where I was like, God, I don't want to hear 
about, you know, nobody. I don't want to hear nobody, you know, praying over me or prophesying to me about no, I don't want none of that. Like, I'm good. Leave me alone. I, I, ain't, I don't want no more disappointment. I don't want no more getting my hopes up just to be let down, right? But even through that, what I had to understand in this is that it's a process. Life is a process. So you're going to go through different things, and you might not necessarily get the result that you were originally looking for, but each time that you attempt, each time that you go forward in trying to make this thing work, that you're getting closer and closer and closer to where you want to be. So that's my first word of encouragement to you guys is that if you are in a season where you feel like you've been disappointed in an area and you feel like you don't even want to show up anymore, understand that no, it may not have worked out this time or the last time or the time before, but every time that you put yourself forward, every time that you get, you put your faith in God, every time that you allow yourself to build up your faith from the inside of yourself, you are learning something and you're going through the process of life. Even if it's just the learning that this is not how you're going to do it, or if it's just the learning of it, it's going to take more time. You're still learning something from your ability to show up and show up fully with hope and expectation. But what disappointment comes to do, it comes so that you no longer show up for yourself or for different things. It is an agent that seeks to attack you, your faith, your hope and willingness to expect anything from life. I just gave you my example disappointment came to rob me of being able to show up and believe and have faith that one day that I will own a home, right? And it may not be that for you. It may be different things. Your disappointment may be in the fact that you haven't found your wife yet. Your disappointment may be in the fact that you haven't had kids yet, or maybe even the fact that you're not in the career path that you wanted to be in just yet. And I can I can even speak to that. I'm working a job that pays good money, but it's not necessarily that what that what I want to do. So even that was a little bit of disappointment for me. But I had to understand and continue to understand that this is a process. And if I allow myself to continue to wallow in this appointment, it drills a hole in my heart to the point that I'm numb to everything and I'm not able to show up for anybody or anyone, including myself. The reason why a lot of us no longer have dreams as we get older is not because we're just more mature, but it's simply because we have allowed disappointment to come in and rob us of the ability to have hope and rob us of the ability to be um, have expectation for anything. And this is a huge issue for us as believers of Christ. In fact, our identity is it lies in our ability in the hope of salvation of Jesus Christ. If we don't believe or have hope that we have been saved by Jesus, then our entire identity as a Christian is nullified. So if I can't have hope, if I can't hope in anything, my identity as a Christian is nullified altogether. So this is what disappointment comes to do. It comes to keep you in a place where you're not able to lend your your hope. You're not able to lend expectation to anything. The Bible even goes on to tell us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And we know that faith is the evidence of things hoped for. So if we allow disappointment again to rob us in, in one area, it's going to seep over into other areas. So we have to be diligent in not allowing this thing to come in. So let's look at a couple of stories in the Bible um, of where someone may have been disappointed and what they did to overcome it. And then I'll give you some tips for your personal life. The first thing that I want to take a look at is the story of Hannah. And we find this in 1 Samuel chapters 1 and chapters 2. Um, but Hannah was in a deep place of disappointment due to not being able to conceive a child. And if you know anything about the old 
you know, time periods of back then, like their main job was to bear children for their their spouse. Um, so as a as a wife, for her not to be able to bear children, I'm sure, and you can see by her reaction in the Bible, I'm sure that she often felt like a failure. She often felt broken. She often felt like she couldn't do anything or provide anything for her husband. And, you know, she was even it was even to the point that the her husband's second wife would tease her about it, you know, to the point where she would be crying and mourning about not being able to bear children again. Right. But this is what she did that was so powerful. She became so desperate to the point where when she was laid out before God, that the priest of the temple where she was praying thought that she was drunk. She was laid out before God in such a way, her desperation to get to God was in in such a high level that her words were not even able to come out of her mouth. And that's the answer for many of us outside of understanding that we're progressing in life and that this is a process. The answer for many of us in this is understanding that we have to get to a place where we are more desperate for the thing that we are asking God for than anything else. Or we're more desperate men for, for the thing that we're praying for than we are with watching the football game. That we're more desperate with the thing that we're praying about than we are about getting sleep. It's this old, it's this not old saying, but it was this motivational speaker. And one thing that he said was when you want success more than you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Now, I'm not saying that we have to go to that extreme, but when you want an answer from God, when you want God to move on your behalf more than you want comfort, then and only then will you begin to see things move on your behalf. Your faith, your level of expectation has to rise to a place where it overcomes disappointment. Another example of this in the Bible, and it's, it's another woman, and I, I, what we can really learn from women is that they are, they're willing to be desperate. Men, we're not willing to put ourselves in desperate situations, which is why a lot of times, men, we get to places of disappointment and we don't know how to overcome it because we're not willing to get desperate enough to where we look crazy to other people. But we're going to break that tonight. So the next thing, the next thing I want to look at is the, the woman with the issue of blood. She was so done with everything else. She's been to all the doctors. She's been trying to get this issue taken care of for years with no avail, with nothing coming, no fruit of it, right? And she got herself into a place where she didn't care about anything else. She didn't care who was around her. She didn't care if she got stepped on. She didn't care if um, if Jesus, you know, looked back at her like she was crazy. She didn't care. She said, as long as I can touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. So that shows us two things. It shows us her desperation and it also shows her faith in Jesus. So if, with us talking about desperation, we have to understand that, yes, we have to be desperate for change, but we also have to have the faith enough in God that he will change our situation. That when you partner those two things together, that is when you see change. That's when you see uh, change come into effect. The same thing happened with Hannah. She was so desperate that she was willing to do anything, but she went to God with that desperation. A lot of times we go to other different things with our, defer- with our desperation. We go to our own hustle. We go to our job. We go to you know, 
um, whatever it may be. We go to those things with desperation, but we don't go to God with desperation saying, God, I need you to fix this for me. But when you pair those those two things together, then you will begin to see disappointment eradicated in your life. And you'll see the fullness of God become to come down and the fire of God begin to show up on your altar. Another piece of this puzzle for some of us, since this may not be all of us, but for some of us, another piece of this puzzle is not expecting a result when we didn't put a full work in. And what do I mean by this? So a lot of us may be expecting results from God, maybe expecting results from our work, maybe expecting results from our spouse or our children. And we have not done the due diligence to put in the work to get the result that we're looking for. You know, just to be more exact with my example, I work in sales. So if I go to work and I'm not making my calls, if I go to work and I'm late every day, if I go to work and I leave early every day and I'm not, you know, when I'm on the phone call, I'm not being engaged with my customer. If I do that for the full month, I cannot expect a return in sales. And the same thing is true for uh, for everybody and whatever you may be doing. If you're not putting in the work to see the result, then don't expect it. I know it sounds harsh, but don't expect results from a work that you're not willing to put in. If we also have this mindset that not necessarily that you that, you know, works is what's going to make anything happen for you. But you have to do your part. And until you do your part, then don't expect anything to change. Then that will save us a lot of frustration. That will save us a lot of hurt. That will save us a lot of sadness and a lot of disappointment. If you look at the story of David, yes, David showed up and defeated Goliath and, and God worked a miracle on that day when he defeated him, right? Same thing with the lion and the bear. But David had to do the work to show up. David had to pick up the rock. Not only did David have to pick up the rock, he had to sling the rock. He had to be able to aim the rock properly. So it was a lot of things that David did on his part that allowed God to come in and work the supernatural. If you are not doing your part in the natural, then you're not giving credence. You're not giving authority for God to come in and work his part supernaturally. So how do we apply this? The first thing is to really get before God in a way that people question if you are okay. And I'm saying this to myself, but I really want to echo this to you guys as well, is that if you really want to see a change, if you really want to overcome the different disappointments in your life, you have to get to a place in your prayer life with God. You have to get to a place where other people may even look at you crazy, say that it doesn't take all that or think that you're doing something weird. And again, I just go back to the, to the story of Hannah, like the, the literal priest of that temple thought she was drunk because she he had never seen someone pray in the manner that Hannah was praying. And I submit to you that until you get to that place, you may not see a change in your life situation until you get to a place where you are so desperate to see change that you're willing to look crazy to other people and that you're really spending time in prayer, not just five to 10 minutes here or there, but no, you're spending some significant time in prayer each day about this situation, then you may continue to see disappointment show up because you're not at a place where you are affecting change through your desperation. And I really want you to spend some time petitioning God for what it is that you say you want. 
Second thing is to put in the work. Put in the work. We, in this westernized model of Christianity, we have put so much value on supernatural. And trust me, I believe in the supernatural. I'm believing God. I'm believing supernaturally for God to show up in my own life, in my own situation. However, in that same breath, we have to put we have to put a emphasis back on doing our part. I'm not saying that your works is what's going to get you there. I'm not saying that your works is what's going to be the the catalyst to get you to that to get you over the hump, but I am saying if you are not diligent to put in the work, then you cannot expect in a result. You have to be willing to work the dream that God gave you. You have to be willing to work the idea that God gave you, the, the, the vision that God gave you. You have to be willing to do those things. So this is my challenge to you guys this week, man. Whatever area of your life you are experiencing disappointment in, take it to God in prayer for the next seven days straight. Anytime you pray, I want you to really hone in on that. You know, you know, unless you're directly praying for someone else like your family or, you know, someone's hurt or someone's sick or, you know, deliverance or anything like that. Anytime you pray, you're going to pray on one thing, on one subject for seven days straight. And I really want you to go in on that thing. Go in on it until you get tired of it. And once you get tired of it, keep going in on it until you see a change. I, I The person that God gave me as I was writing out this challenge was the was Jacob. Jacob wrestled with that angel, not until he was tired. He wrestled with that angel until God blessed him. Many of us need to do the same thing. You need to wrestle with your area of disappointment in prayer until you are blessed by God. That is going to be, you're going to see your level of hunger change. You're going to see your level of desperation change. You're going to see your level of even hope and expectation change because of your willingness to commit this thing to prayer for the next seven days. And I, I even want to go out on a limb and say that you doing this, you're going to see a change in this area of your of where you may be disappointed. That's it, guys, man. Next week, we're going to talk about being willing to have delayed gratification. Again, in this Western society that we live in, we live in such a quick fix culture. Everything's at our fingertips. But there is not only a blessing, there is a lesson and there is fruit in being able to sit with and labor for the things that you are looking toward, looking forward to. Until next week, guys, I'm Cam. Stay lifted. Thank you guys for stopping by and listening through the podcast. If you want to continue to build your foundation in Christ, I need you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Also, if you would like to support the ministry, just click the link in the description. Until next week, stay lifted.